Welcome to the Vanity Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. George Plaster is going to be my guest today. George and I are going to talk about the sudden gutting of Vanderbilt's athletic media relations staff, which came as a surprise to a lot of people and has really made headlines across the sports media landscape. We are looking for a title sponsor. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, reach out to me at chrislee70 at gmail.com. Today's news presented by Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, call Taylor or Russell at 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. Well, Vanderbilt has released almost its entire media relations department in sports. We will talk about some names and some people affected and how that changes things for Vanderbilt going forward during the course of this podcast. Our guest line is presented by Bowling Branch, which was started by Vanderbilt graduates Scott and Missy Tannen. I've used Bowling Branch sheets for several years now and just didn't have a clue as to what I was missing until I got these. They are fair trade certified, meaning they're made under safe conditions by men and women treated and paid fairly. Try them free for a month. You can return them, but you won't want to. Once you get the sheets, try the mattress. That was voted the best mattress of 2018. Go to BowlingBranch.com. That's spelled B-O-L-L. Enter the promo code Vandy and get $50 off your first set of sheets. And before we go to George, some apologies on the audio quality of the podcast today. My mic was shorting in and out, so that may have been something that you could hear in the course of the episode. do apologize for that. Hopefully that will not be something that happens again. George Plaster joins me now. George is at Nashville Sports Radio. George, thank you for making time in your schedule today to join me and something that we hadn't planned to do between us this week, but the events of the week, just people want to know what's going on. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Hope you're doing well. Listen, happy to uh, happy to do it. Hope you're uh, safe. Hope you're well. And hope uh, that all our listeners uh, are safe and well. Well, probably all of our listeners aren't safe and well because some of them have lost jobs. Some of them are losing jobs. And I'm honestly just sick. These are people that I knew or I knew of their work and they're good people. You know, I'll give you a for example. They just let Andrew Pate go. And there's a lot of great people over there and I don't want to do disservice to a lot of them by leaving them out, but Andrew is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Andrew had just uh, done two or maybe three years of baseball media relations and had done a fantastic job. I think he'd been there three seasons and was always helpful, always kind, always courteous, you know, would, would call you back, would deliver on anything. Just Not just a pro at what he did, but a wonderful human being. Andrew had just agreed, in addition to baseball, which if you're running – a program that just won a national title and pumps out pros more than any other program in the country, you're going to get and deal with a lot of media requests. Well, on top of what Andrew was doing already, which he did help with football some, he'd agreed to head football media relations within the last couple of weeks. Andrew was one of the people that got let go. 
And I don't care how Vanderbilt spins this. They sent out a press release today or a statement in which they talked about improving athletics, which I thought was frankly insulting. You know, is it not enough to fire people and then you say you're improving athletics when you're getting rid of good people and you're running it with people who don't know sports and are never in press boxes? I don't know. Sorry for the sidebar there, but it just makes me physically ill. No, look, I get it. Um, first of all, on the on the human side of all this, all of these people who have been let go have some sort of story. And right now they're facing hardships uh, during a time that, uh, gosh, it's hardships times three or four of anything we've ever experienced. And so, first of all, the timing sucks. It really does. Um, I don't know as many of the people as you do, just because, you know, I got out of the radio business for about three years. And in the last year, as I've gotten back into it, the guy I probably know the best is Andy Boggs. And Andy is, uh, I mean, he's the dictionary definition of a professional, uh, has always, uh, done his job, done it with a smile. Here's the part that really I don't get, I don't understand. If I have any expertise in life, it's in sports. I've spent virtually my entire adult life in some form of sports. And so if I have any level of expertise, it's in sports. People in engineering do not contact me to get opinions on engineering because they know that I don't have any expertise at that. Well, the same holds true in this. What's going on is that Vanderbilt as a university is saying, we don't think that athletics takes any level of skill. And so we'll just dump this on Kirkland people. And, you know, it's easy to sort of lump everybody at Kirkland together whether it's fair or unfair, that they're not very sports-minded, that they don't know what an RBI is from a shot on goal. And, you know, there's there's more to it than this. And it, it's a little bit insulting to believe that you can just lump this into a, a university group that has no expertise in sports and expect it all to work out well. You know, I know you've, uh, you know, you've talked about this, the Malcolm Turner press conference, which was apparently the idea of, of some people inside of uh, Kirkland, was some sort of a teleconference. And, you know, it was a huge blunder in that that's not the way you operate now. You've got the ability to get your stuff out on SEC network. They blew that. And I just don't have a lot of confidence that anything they're going to do from this point on, if it's under Kirkland's watch, it's just going to be more of the same kind of stupidity. I have had folks take issue and get upset with me for calling Vanderbilt arrogant at times in the last few months. But if this isn't the textbook definition of that, then somebody please tell me what is. It's just a shame. I feel bad for the people that are involved in all of this. I don't know who inside athletics knew what about what was coming, 
but it's kind of a pitiful story. It really is. Well, the kicker in all this, and I've not verified this multiple ways, but I did talk to a source who's been pretty good who says Candace Lee didn't even know this was coming. And I know that she was not involved at any level. I'm not going to say and sit here and tell you that she wasn't involved at all in any of the dismissals and communicating it, because I don't know that. I would have to know every instance. But I have no instance to know, in this case, to know that she was involved uh, in that communication at all with anybody. Uh, And I know several cases for a fact where she wasn't, which is, I mean, look, that that's that's flooring either way, right? Um, because either the AD wasn't communicating that decision, or or probably worse, and th- this would be no reflection on her in a way, right? C- can you imagine being the AD in the university, not telling you that they're about to fire your entire communications team? No, I really can't. Um, but I think what it really spells is how dysfunctional this thing is right now. Um, you know, one of the first thoughts that I had when, when I heard all of this was if I'm Tim Corbin, not that he's going to publicly let anybody know that he feels this way, but he's human. He's bound to have gone home last night and said, what in the hell have I signed up for? I mean, I, think about that. Yeah, I think he could be the biggest loser in all this. The, the baseball program was the one thing that was run unbelievably well from top to bottom. And I think one of the things that they did wonderfully well in baseball was the social media aspect of it. And Carl Danoff was part of that. Catherine Hilly was part of that. Andrew Pate was part of that. I thought all three of those people did phenomenal jobs, and I apologize. I'm sure I'm leaving out some good people here, which is not my intention. But I look at how wonderful a job those people did, not just with communicating information, but in terms of the quality of the product they put out, their video content was flat out amazing. I just, just unbelievably good. And, and (laughs) I think I've said this on the podcast before, so excuse me for repetition here, but their Twitter account for baseball and that program are so well run, put together the baseball department has more followers on its Twitter account, the baseball program does, than the football program and the university's Twitter accounts put together. I'm guessing that is not the case at any other school in the country. I'm guessing Vanderbilt might be the only school in the country that has more followers for baseball Twitter than football, other than schools that may not have football. And certainly, if you throw in the university's Twitter account, I I doubt anybody is pulling that off. But point being that they, they took the one thing that was run exceptionally well and they just messed with that too well first of all there's a little bit of soft spot in my heart um for what i'm hearing you say because when i was at belmont um i came in contact with a young guy whose career is just starting um I'm sure he'll be appreciative when he finds out I put his name out here. Christian Sadler. 
uh, video, um, you know, the best, um, young guy, mid twenties. And I'm sure this Vanderbilt group sort of fits the, the same mold, young, bright, up and coming, don't deserve this. Um, I mean, none of them do, but you know, if I'm Tim Corbin right now, I'd want to know why I wasn't consulted. Um, you know, I would make it clear that winning a pair of national titles has earned me the right to know if any of my people are going away. And I'd be royally pissed off right now if I were him. And I would be doing some serious soul searching right now as to what is it I have signed up for here. Well, this is a sensationalistic story in a way, and the tweet that I put out yesterday announcing what had happened has gotten over a quarter of a million impressions, which is beyond any tweet that I've ever put out. It tells you the reach that this has had, first of all. Second of all, it was remarkable. Nobody on Twitter agrees on stuff almost unanimously anymore, and I've had a few right. people poke back at me for, oh, well, academics should come before sports, which I'm not arguing, right? That, and, and that's such nonsense that comes out of Vanderbilt sometimes. Nobody's ever made that argument. It's, it's about quality of product. Um, but I think that's used as a, as a diversionary tactic. But anyway, that's a sidebar to where I was going. These are people who have given so much to that school – they have given so much to the fan base. They have given so much to the students that they have covered. Uh, they have gone above and beyond. And people may take issue with this and say, well, you were buddies with some of them. Well, yeah, I, I was. I'll be honest. I got to know some of those guys, and it's not like we all hung out together, but you work with a guy like Andy Boggs for 15 years. You you get to know him. You get to know what's going on in their lives a little bit. You know, sometimes you butt heads with people, but you dust that up and, you know, you get over that and you move on. And um, I had friendships with a lot of people over there. There were even some people that I, I wasn't that close to that I respected the work they did. But just to tell people some stories here, and, and I apologize for hijacking the podcast here for a minute, but I think this needs to be told. Um. I, I won't name names. There were more cuts this morning. Um, I'm talking people who just bought houses, uh, adopted kids, things like that, weren't making that much money. People that, you know, when I showed up at a football practice at 6 in the morning were, were there with the smile on their face. Um, I'll tell you some personal stories. Chad Bishop was one of the guys who got let go. He was kind of the feature writer for the website uh chad had worked at 24 7 had been my competitor for a while uh, we always got along he left that because he got what he perceived as a better offer with the school which seemed like a better offer at the time and, and had done a great job had always been great to me andy boggs again a guy that i have known for 15 years uh put a lot of his heart and soul into men's basketball has been nothing but cordial and kind to me and helpful and I talked about Andrew Pate a little bit too, uh, but point is, yeah, I do know these people. Yeah, some of these were my friends. Yeah, if you want to criticize me for being 
too close to the situation, that's fine, but it doesn't change the truth of any of it. They let go a lot of wonderfully talented people and wonderful human beings, and they did it at a time where it's going to be extremely tough to get a job, especially in their area of expertise, which is sports media. Listen, I, I get it totally based on the experiences that I've had over the last three years. Um, you know, there, there was a situation earlier this summer where I saw that my friend Christian Sadler had won an award for some great video work. And, you know, I made a point to reach out to him and just tell him how proud I was of him. Uh, you know, keep up the good work. You are a rising star. This is exactly the way you feel about a group that you've been dealing with. The bottom line to this is here's what really is going on. It looks like Kirkland has gone into this. We want to control the message. It's a load of crap, but that's what they're eventually going to come out and feed you with. That we want to control the message. Well, first of all, they need to come out and really explain this because this involves sports, which is a, a pretty public uh, venue in, in our society. So somebody inside of Kirkland, and I think I know who it is, but I'm not 100% sure, and this is sort of a faceless, nameless deal right now that has decided to inflict all this on everybody. And the problem is Kirkland doesn't know enough about sports to be getting into the sports business. They simply don't. You know, I, I, I can just see some press release coming out, you know, at some point saying that Vanderbilt lost a game two to eight. You know, just sophomoric kind of stuff. And, you know, my opinion is that Kirkland doesn't know enough about sports to just hijack an athletic department and take it over. But again, here's the point that, that I continue to maybe harp on a little too much. But right now, the, the best thing that a Vanderbilt fan could hope for is that Greg Sankey wakes up one day out of Birmingham and says, what in the hell is going on up there? And basically picks up the phone and calls the chancellor, and after being told that the chancellor, you know, isn't taking phone calls and blah, 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 that Sankey says, look, I write this guy a $46 million check, make him available. And then basically, he comes up here and does what needs to be done, which is to look the new chancellor in the eye and say, look, I need to know where you all stand. because." You know, we're not all stupid. The things we see don't add up to an athletic department or university that really cares about athletics. And a lot smarter people than me are frustrated by what they're getting. And I think Sankey's got to go in there and say, look, we've got minimum standards here that we expect every conference school to meet. And what I mean by minimum standards, let's take the football stadium. That doesn't mean that you go in there and tell them, look, you have to expand the football stadium to 60,000. 
But what it does mean is we don't want a rusty, uh, beaten up old stadium when we're throwing out $46 million yearly checks to you. We expect you to take some pride in this. And if I'm Sankey, I'm going to go through a series of things that don't add up and say to that chancellor, in the next six months, I expect you to get back with me on exactly what it is you intend to do to fix what we believe to be problem areas. And I don't know what the hell Sankey's waiting on to do this. Perhaps I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that with a new chancellor coming in that, you know, maybe, I don't know, you know, he's delayed doing this because he's known there's going to be change. But at some point, the Vanderbilt fan desperately needs Greg Sankey in the best interest of the conference to come storming in here one day, meet with this new guy and say, what's the deal? Are y'all in or out? It's the bottom line. Yeah. And it's funny. You said that I was on the sec network. I think the segment aired on the radio last night live. And then I think it might've gone on the TV show this morning. But I was on with Chris Doring and Peter Burns, and Chris Doring, I think, has seen through them for a while. And Chris basically said to me something along the lines of, is it time for the league to step in? I said, yeah, it is. I think there's a responsibility to your product and your league to do the best you can. I don't think they're fulfilling it. That's a a big paraphrase of what I said or what I thought I said, but (laughs) maybe my memory fails me, but the way I remember that conversation and it's out there to be found is I was agreeing with Chris. I think the league, you know, let's say for a minute, this is all well-intentioned, which I don't think it is, but let's just argue for argument's sake. If it is, it sure shows you what kind of a gap there is between what they think they know and what they do know. Oh yeah, I mean, listen. The uh, where this is headed is just not anywhere good. And you know, the sad part of this is that I think they could have, uh, you know, if this is a monetary issue, and I don't know whether it is or not. But you know, you've had a lot of other schools that have basically asked their their main coaches to take some pay cuts. And, you know, I I can remember this happened when I was in radio in 2008, when the economy went bad, the head of our company contacted me and said, look, you know, you're sort of the, the leader of the group at this point, I need you to be willing to do this. And, you know, I said, look, absolutely. And if this helps some other people keep their jobs so much, the better. And, you know, I look around and maybe that's gone on. And in a private school, you don't have to say it or announce it or whatever. But, you know, that that's that that's one piece of this that probably needed to happen. But then again, I don't know if this is for monetary purposes or just this whole Kirkland. We need to control the message. And, you know. I'm just shaking my head because I don't understand it. 
I don't know what it is taking Greg Sankey so long to get up here. It's not that difficult to drive, um, but it, it, it's badly needed at this point. And for a Vanderbilt fan that cares, I'm starting to think Sankey is their only hope because he controls something they want, which is $46 million a year. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, and, and I, from what I understand, I think they have let everybody go but Alan George, who I really like and respect, and I couldn't say a bad word about Alan, would not. He's been great to work with. Uh, he's a good man. I feel for him in the middle of this because I'm sure he had no power over any of this and has got to be left in a in an awkward and delicate place. But, you know, I, I told Alan several times this year because he's all these people's boss, I said, I think your media relations department in the 18 years that I have dealt with them is the best it's ever been. Uh, and I said that to Alan several times because I do believe that, especially when it comes to people who work a lot and don't get paid, uh, those are the things that keep you in the business, and, and I sincerely mean that. Um, and this transitions to my next statement. Uh, and, and God help Vanderbilt, if this is really what they believe, then you can't have any confidence uh, because this is just false. Um, th- this is a statement that Simon Gibbs, who is the editor at The Hustler, the Vanderbilt student newspaper, tweeted out. I don't know if this was issued specifically to him or it was just issued in, in general. But anyway, here it goes. Quote, we are continuously assessing and enhancing our commitment to the student-athlete experience at Vanderbilt. This includes examining and improving how we communicate about our efforts with our Commodore, and with our Commodore supporters. We are more, more closely integrating athletics communications with the university's overall communications efforts reflecting the importance of athletics to the university's mission. Uh, and they end it with, we do not comment on personnel matters, which is interesting because um, they sure did issue a, tur- a statement when they got rid of Malcolm Turner and, and brought in Candace Lee. Um, that, that's another thing that, that bothers me about them is just the intellectual dishonesty at times. But I read this and I just go... <sighs> Was was it not enough to take people's jobs away? Did you have to insult them on their way out too? I think this is one of the things that is so disheartening to a Vanderbilt fan is that they see the level of just, um, you know, talking over you, uh, acting like, you know, you're stupid, uh, that you can't see through this kind of gobbledygook. It's really, it's a sad deal. You, you've got, you've got a lot of people, uh, whatever the number is, a lot of these people have been fans for a long, long time. And they've suffered through a lot of thin and a little bit of thick, but certainly not anywhere near 50, 50. And right now, it looks like Kirkland is doing everything in the world that they can and do to piss off that fan base to basically say, we're trying to see to it that you don't care, which then leads people like me to say, have they simply reached a point where they're trying to figure out how to get out 
how to say, look, we're, we're not into athletics. This is not important to us. So we're going to bag it and we're just going to, you know, we're just going to do our thing and that they get the fan base into such an apathetic state that pulling the plug doesn't get them nearly the criticism that it should. I mean, I've had that thought and this just in, I'm not the only person that knows a little something about Vanderbilt athletics. Who's had that thought who is sitting there going, is this the beginning of their trying to pull the plug? Yeah. I think we've all wondered about that. Uh, I know that I've thought about that a lot lately. Uh, I know I've got a lot of messages with people asking me that I don't have any proof of it, uh, but you can't help but wonder. You know, George's answer is one of two things. Either this is a step to doing those things, A, and if that's the case, people need to speak up quickly um, and get the ear of the chancellor before it's too late. Because I think he's just taking his directives from the Kirkland folks, uh, which is always a bad idea when it comes to sports. But number two, if by some crazy scenario this is well-intentioned, somebody better get his attention too quickly because uh, this isn't the way to go. No. No, it isn't. And a lot smarter people than me know that. The fact of the matter is, it's easier for Vanderbilt to get the word out today athletically than it probably has been in the past because the SEC has provided a national TV arm that's powerful, that gives them great access, um, you know, and they take advantage of it where they can. They get more games on television than, frankly, their product deserves because of the SEC network. And yet, you know, I'm hard-pressed to believe that the person that is making this decision inside Kirkland has the kind of contacts with the SEC network, with the Paul Feinbaum show, forget us local people, but the national stuff to get the most. Because, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, making the student-athlete experience as good as it can be, there are a couple of things that go with that. Number one, you try to get them as much publicity as possible for their accomplishments. And where they have interesting sidebar stories where you find out that parents, uh, you know, uh, were, you know, a father that played in the major leagues or a sister that, you know, was in the Olympics. That's part of what media relations is all about. And I'm just hard pressed to believe that Kirkland Hall would know how to do all that. I, I just don't buy it. That's that's very well said. You've got to know the questions to ask and where to look. And if you don't know about sports, some of that's just hard to do. Yeah. I mean, look, we all know this is stupid. What right now is going on is that it is a faceless, nameless deal that is pulling this string inside Kirkland. My guess is that in the next three or four days, we're going to find out who this is, who is running around, stomping around Kirkland with the, we have to control the message. Then that person's probably going to have to come out and do some explaining of what it is they're up to 
because if their intention is not to run off fans and run off people that care, they're not doing a very good job of it. Oh, I think most organizations, that's how it would operate. That's how it should operate. I think that they use that private school shield a lot, and I don't think they owe anybody an explanation almost ever. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's one of the things that that people are getting tired of. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's do the mailbag quickly if you've got a moment, George. Would this be the lightning rod mailbag? <laughs> well, when is it not anymore? Oh, uh, let's do it. Yeah, you know, I was on Bill King's show today, <laughs> and I hate to laugh, but he asked me this morning, he said, when were you on someone's show last to talk about Vanderbilt where the topic wasn't a negative one? Like, that's why, you know, in other words, when were you asked to be on anybody's show where, where it wasn't about a bad news item that there was to discuss. And I just paused for probably five seconds. I said, I, I don't know. I said, maybe if somebody had me on before the baseball season, that would be it. it. But it has to be baseball. I mean, it, it may, it literally might've been a year. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, maybe this is why they're getting rid of media relations. Um, anyway, um, if you don't have a good story to tell that that's a joke, but uh, today's mailbag is sponsored by Vanderbilt fan, Josh Minton, an independent insurance agent operating out of Brentwood. Josh can take care of all your insurance needs. Call him today. 615-933-1979. Email him at Josh at HQ insurance. Follow him on Twitter at Joshua Minton HQ or facebook.com forward slash JD Minton HQ. He's my insurance agent. Give him a try. Tell him you heard about it here. Vandy Zach says, or Vandy Zach 7 says, why should we still support the athletic department? I don't really have a good answer. Uh, I think uh, right now you've got a fan base that's, that's asking those kind of questions right now. And for a lot of people, it's simply becoming a, I'll care when I want to care. And when I don't want to care, they haven't earned anything better from me, so to hell with them. Uh, that's an attitude that that is starting to run rampant in the Vanderbilt fan base because the fans aren't fooled. I think they were once fooled by some of it. And at times I used to take the brunt of some of this because I used to be on the air screaming and yelling. Uh, I don't do as much screaming and yelling about it as I used to. But the fact of the matter is um, – now and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and tell you know you owe them anything because you don't. Okay, Vandy Fitz says, do you believe that the firing and moving of the athletics PR department is the latest and even more certain indication that the Vandy powers that be just don't care about fielding competitive teams and providing a worthwhile product for the fan base that is stuck with them through thick and thin. Uh, I believe the answer to that question is an emphatic yes. I don't think they give a damn. And I think they're able, you know, that they, they're getting enough money from other parts of the university where they really don't care what the fan base thinks. And that's really a shame because there are a lot of people who have supported this for a long time who deserve better. But to answer his question, yeah, I think it's another step 
uh, and just basically, you know, giving the fan the middle finger. Vandy Fitz asked this from me. Do you believe this to be at the direction of Chancellor Deermeyer, or is it just Kirkland Hall using the opportunity of a new boss, getting his feet on the ground to enact its long-desired steps of putting athletics even more firmly under its control? I'm going to give an answer, and I'll let you critique my answer any way you see fit. Boy, that's scary. <laughs> well, I don't have any reason to think that the chancellor is anti-athletics. Now, I don't think he came from a place where athletics was taken very seriously. I think there's a lot he doesn't know. I think he's going to come in, and I think he's going to lean on the advice of the people like Susan Wente and the other folks in Kirkland and his athletic director, and he's going to listen to them to make decisions and assume they know what they're doing. Um, I don't think those are good assumptions when it comes to athletics, but I would bet you that's what he's done. I don't think I, – I doubt Deermeyer just came in and said, let's let heads roll everywhere because that's what I want to do. I think this almost certainly had to come after consulting his people on this. Don't you think that's the case? Yeah, but let me also say this. He has a responsibility once he finally got here July 1 that everything that goes on afterwards is under his watch. And if he's just going to do nothing but rubber stamp whatever whatever, whatever other people tell him, well, that's kind of a shame because I don't think you have to be that smart. I'm not sure that this really works. I mean, it's his job to question those kind of things from whoever the nameless faceless person at this point is who is perpetuating this whole we have to get control of the message and before anybody asks it i don't think that this is necessarily in reaction allegations that have been coming out over the last couple of weeks i think this goes back farther than that uh, but i'll just beat the mailbag to the question Next question, this is coming from Bobby two times. Does the Board of Trust have any say about the decision to dismantle, dismantle the athletics communications people? If not, can they do anything about it? I don't think that's the thing that you would bother a Board of Trust with. I don't think employee decisions at, at that level are usually something a Board of Trust is involved with, but you correct me if you know differently here. No, I don't know differently. I, I agree with the answer you've put out there. Um, you know, I've had some fun. I've, I've had some jokes about the fact that I have been on uh, a school's board of trust, Battleground Academy, a place that I love with, with all my heart. Um, but oftentimes, unless you stay really close, involved in a school, you don't know every last thing just because you, you know, have a little pin that says you're a board of trust. You really have to do uh, a job of, of staying, you know, on top of what's going on and getting the pulse of what people are thinking. And I think that's really hard to do when your board of trust, 90% of them or more don't live here. And so they fly in for a weekend. Basically, they're given a lot of happy talk. Everything's beautiful. Everything's fine. They, they never really get any sense that there's this 
storm that's brewing athletically and that you've got a royally pissed off fan base. If you contacted those people right now, my guess is more than half of them don't even know that this is an issue. Bobby two times says over under on these things. Candace story leave five years as Vanderbilt AD. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure I really want to get into that because I, I don't have any basis one way or the other. I think the, the, the better one might be, will they be playing, you know, division one Southeastern conference football in five years? Um, will they even have an athletic department in five years? I mean, that, that's, that's much more to me right now, the important issue. Yeah. I'm in agreement. There. That answer comes, by the way, that answer comes from George two times. <laughs> Bobby two times. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. No, okay. no, no. George, George two times. Two times. Yeah. As you were answering that, I'm thinking, how would I answer it? And I think you gave the same answer I would have given. And his next question to that is whether they'll be in the SEC in 10 years. The, the fact that we're having to ask this question, that halfway rational people are asking this question indicates there's a problem. You don't see anybody at Auburn on you know a, a podcast being asked that question. You don't see anybody at Florida on a podcast being asked, hey, do you think the Gators will be in the SEC in 10 years? No, there's a reason they're asking the question, because all of the moves in recent times look like there's something not right that's going on for a a fan. And uh, again, you know, I think this has reached a point where Sankey has got to get in a car, drive up here, meet with Deermeyer, and just put his feet to the fire and say, look, you know, rational people think something's going on here that looks like you all aren't very committed. So I need to hear from you as the head of this school what your, you know, what your vision is for it. And then also, I think the commissioner needs to tell this guy, this is where I think we are. We're not in, you know, we're not in sync. You got a football stadium that looks like a toilet. We're not happy with it. You know, one of the things that would probably, this is very cynical on my end, but a Vanderbilt fan should hope that a visiting coach in football one day would just come out and say, you know what? This is a crock. This is really a disgrace to this league that this is one of our stadiums. One of the things that is going on right now, Chris, that I think makes this harder is the fact that nobody around the league is putting any pressure on Sankey to do anything. Because as as somebody in the SEC office once said to me, here's the problem. It's a great city that all the visiting teams love to come to. They have absolutely no trouble getting the number of tickets they want for their fans. And most of the time, they're going to come away with a win. So they get a trifecta. They get a win. They get to go downtown and have a great time in a great city. 
and they can get all the tickets they want. So it's possible Sankey's reaction to me would be, hell, I'm not hearing it from anybody. Why do I need to do anything? Now, if that's his answer, that's a pretty weak one. But I don't doubt that that, that's out there. It is just amazing to me that this whole thing has persisted as long as it has. You have bright people at that place that can figure out questions much more complicated than sports on one hand, and the fact that it's been this way for 60 years is pretty unbelievable. (laughs) On the other hand, the fact that they've been able to thread this needle for 60 years and not get kicked out of the league is just as much or more fascinating. Chris, I used to have a lot of fun with my mom, who was a pretty darn educated person. She was a Phi Beta Kappa at Vanderbilt. And her son was a complete moron. And, you know, I'm sure it frustrated her at times why I majored in summer school, um, you know, while I was there. But I used to give her a lot of ribbing that, you know, if I have a choice between Phi Beta Kappa book smart or common sense life, you know, street smart, I'll take street smart every time. And I think that's one of the problems they've got over there right now is they don't have any street smarts. They, they don't sense or don't seem to care or both what the public perception is. And that is so unfortunate. Uh, I just I, that that part just is a mystery to me. Yeah. And they've just eliminated street smarts in their communication. So there's that. Yeah. Um, Last one, he wants to know Derek Mason five more years as head coach over under. Way under. Yeah. Uh, I I just don't see this going on a lot longer, although I always preface uh, whenever this question gets asked, and let's face it, in your mailbag, I've been asked this a bunch. Mason's proven me wrong before. You know, I'm not sure I would have thought that he'd be here six years, uh, especially after the first year. And I think most people who were watching wouldn't have given a lot of money that he'd be there five, six years later. I just don't think, I, I think there's a combination of things. Number one, I don't think their product right now is very good. Um, there's a there's a lack of interest right now that is startling, the worst I've ever seen. I don't know how you recruit to this. I mean, when you're bringing kids in and they're seeing one of two things, they're seeing either an empty stadium against a non-conference opponent or when they play an SEC game and the visiting team has 80% of the fans, I don't know how you can effectively recruit to that. And I've always wondered how you make that work. And, um, you know, I just don't see this going on very long. You said that exceptionally well. Um, I've had a lot of free time. (laughs) Well, we all have. (laughs) Although a lot of my free time has gone to babysitting lately uh, the last four months, but in homeschooling. But 
you know, I, I'm not going to throw this out there as a conspiracy theory. I have talked to a source who's been pretty connected, who thinks that, and this guy's the dissenting voice on this. I do think that I'll stand by everything I said with where this came from, but maybe this played an element in the timing of it or the implementation. The messaging on this whole sexual assault mess that's been out there in the papers and Twitter has not been Vanderbilt's best moment. I'm not entirely going to come down with a gavel on them for their handling of some of it as much as other people might. Uh, that's another podcast that I don't really want to get into right now. Uh, I, I'm not even – I'm not going to say they've handled it well. I'm just not as convinced with some things yet. But there is the theory that that might be connected a little bit, A, and B, the timing of this is really interesting because that's what was in the public narrative. There were more things that came out yesterday publicly on Twitter. And is it all just a coincidence? Probably. Uh, but it is interesting. Well, let me ask you this, Chris. Do you have any evidence that in the last couple, three weeks, as a lot of this stuff started to go down, that Kirkland people were meeting with McGugan media relations people to discuss any of this? I have no idea. I think they put the whole thing on lockdown. I think they gagged the coach. I don't think they want the AD speaking out more than she has to. She issued that statement that didn't go over very well. Uh, the one that came out on Twitter, I think, two weekends ago. So if that happened, nobody's talking about it. Yeah. I think there has been a movement now for a while that is sort of a, we've got to get athletics under our footprint. We have to control the message. They're not going to be the lone voice in our university getting to do whatever it is they want to do. I think that movement has been going on for a while. Um, maybe this pushed it quicker. I don't know. But I also don't think that this is the, the big reason this is happening. Although the timing is pretty interesting. Yeah, I think there could be some secondary dominoes there in play. I wouldn't rule that out, but I think this was cooked up a long time ago, and that's coming from more than a couple of people. Yeah. So are we done with the mailbag? I believe we are done with the mailbag. I do have one more question. When's the last time we had a good news item of any sort? This is the most depressing year I can ever remember. Early March of 2020. Let's say before March 10th. Yeah, well, I don't remember having anything good to cover then. I guess I did have baseball, but I mean, it's just been a, oh, it's, it's been a depressing world, and it's it's oh. been that way for everybody. The country's getting ripped apart. Um, it's just like every time my phone rings or I get a text message anymore, there's this little pit in my stomach that just goes, "Oh no, what now? What now? Yeah." And, um, you know, sadly, you know, for me, a little bit of sports 
would help. Um, I made the decision on the air that when all this started, that I was going to try to keep a sports talk show being a sports talk show. You get enough of the, the other, wherever it is you want to turn, you come to us for kind of the toy department of life. Uh, pathetically, if I could get a little baseball into my life, um, you know, there'd be a little bit of a smile on my face that's not there right now. There are probably people out there saying, well, you're going to get it in a couple of weeks. Well, I'm of the opinion that I hope I get it in a couple of weeks. I don't know what to think. Uh, I, I did a show, Chris, a few days ago, I spent an hour in sort of a here is my cynical negative feeling about some things. I don't doubt that a lot of these leagues will get started. I have serious doubts whether any of them will finish. Yeah, I could not have said that better. I, I'm with you. I, I hope that everybody out in our listening audience is safe and their families are doing well. It's just been a bad time for everyone, and not just with the virus, but with people losing jobs and just the the way the country just rips itself apart at the seams every day. Um, I am anxious for a new narrative, and I hope we get one soon. And you'll be providing a narrative between 2 and 4 this afternoon. Tell folks about where they can hear that, George. Yes, my assumption is I will be doing that on uh, WNSR, uh, 560 on the AM dial, 95.9 on FM. And if uh, you're outside of our listening area, go on the WNSR app, and you can hear us loud and clear. And... um, Man, I want some sports. Um, (laughs) I don't know, Chris, I don't know what it is, you know, when they talk about the word clinical depression, but I suspect all of us have had a little bit of it in the last four months. (laughs) Oh, uh, speaking for myself, yeah, I I felt it a lot of days. And the, the, the best, I'm sorry, I butted in on you. Go ahead. No, you didn't. That's. That's all there is to say. It's just, I think it's that way for a lot of people. The best thing, you know, uh, the best thing for me that has gotten me some laughs is when I watch the movie Major League, Bob Euchre is so good at that play-by-play announcer. And I was watching one of these shows last night that was talking about the fact that he did all of that without a script. He just, whatever came to his mind as, as they were, you know, showing the game, um, he'd just say whatever. So the next time you watch that movie, think about how talented that 86-year-old Hall of Fame broadcaster is. I might have to do that. I've got that. I own that movie, and it might be worth another watch because we all need to laugh about now. Turn it on. George, thank you for joining us today. And absolutely, um, we'll do another one of these at some point, more likely, more than likely. I believe it. All right. He's George. You stay safe and well, and all the listeners, uh, same. Uh, Same to you. He's George Plaster. I'm Chris Lee, host of the Vandy Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening, and should have more of these to come.